But yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to get at. Like, can you be a simp for the person that you are dating slash in a relationship slash married? Because and I think that the... Even more than that, shouldn't you always be kind of like a simp for the person you're dating? And if you're not, does that mean that there's something like different going on or, you know, incompatibility in some way? Because I don't know, at least... I guess we can, like, that goes kind of into love languages also, but if you love someone a lot, right, wouldn't you want to, like, do a lot of things for them? At least that's how I am. So if someone doesn't want to do things for you, doesn't that maybe mean that they're not that into you? Yeah. Well, I think, I think, like, it depends on, like, what definition you give it. But I think that's a great starting point. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Everyone, um, welcome to Fruity Beams, this working mass of a project that we have going on. I'm Marie, and I'm one of your hosts. I'm Bia, and I'm your other chaotic host. And on this episode, as you might be able to tell, we decided that it was a good idea to talk about simping, simp, fuck shit, simpery, and all the things related um <laughs> we thought it was gonna be a good idea just because Beatrice and I are always fighting about who's a bigger sim yeah um so yeah but as we were saying it it all depends on the definition that you give to the word because I think that like when the term was first popularized um and I'm just going off of urban dictionary here <laughs> it it was kind of like meant for for guys especially pick me guys um, that were like overly desperate for women. Okay. Um, especially like if they were like considered to be like a bad person or they had already expressed like their disinterest in the boy, um, but they will still continue to obsess over the girls. And again, that's the urban dictionary um, definition. So, and I think that the problem is that like the more that it became popularized the more it became associated with like, if a guy respects a woman, then he's simp. Um, but because it also became so popularized, I think that like we have all like collectively decided, um, that a simp is someone that just does way too much for the person they like. And it's like very ambiguous. Cause like you said, like it can be someone that you like and it's reciprocated. It can be like unrequited love or it can also be like the person you dated. Right. Yeah. And also like, ah, can you because some people say like oh I'm just overall a simp for example like I have simp behavior I guess when I like someone but I have seen people and dated people where I did that was not the case so some people are just like I guess the pick me people are like oh my god I'm just such a simp I just love so hard one I hate those people two maybe I'm one of them I'm not sure again like it all depends on the definition because like I think that some people with the whole like oh I'm a simp I you know, okay. exhibit a lot of simp behavior. There comes a sense of like entitlement of like I deserve huh. the person because you know. I guess at least that's what I like looked up when I researched this. That's <laughs> that that's interesting because in my mind, like I always treated simping and like being a simp as kind of going above and beyond for someone you're into, um, no matter if they're into you like back or not. And I guess based on past experiences, to me, simping was always like, no one goes above and beyond for you back. So it's like, it's not even like, it wasn't even my right to ask for someone to be simping for me even. And like, 
in the past <laughs> that sounds so bad and like hello Marsha my therapist if you're listening to this <laughs> no but like and I don't know about you but whenever I've had people in my past be really into me like intensely that kind of freaked me out a bit so I guess I was always like simping for people but I didn't like people simping for me but now things are different but I don't know is, was that ever the same with you that's the thing right I just think that it depends on how much you like the person because I remember like in my pretty much like only relationship that I've ever had um like the first time we dated I think that he liked me way more than I liked him and I was like eh. like I wasn't freaked out by it but I was like a bit repelled I was like like you're not gonna get away from me but then when we dated more formally like the second time around and at first we both were kind of like really into each other and then it was mostly me <laughs> it fucking sucked yeah <laughs> it sucked yeah. It, is, it is so sad like it's so fucking sad and people will tell you like you are being a simp and you're making kind of a fool of yourself like if you look from an outside perspective like you kind of look dumb <laughs> like I remember and, it's just embarrassing yeah in that previous relationship I had like my longest relationship I used to do so many things that were like uncorresponded I used to like be in residence and she'd be like oh I forgot my water bottle and I would be I don't know so freaking far away I would go get her water bottle fill it and go take it to her like out of I had things to do and I chose to do that like to that point people were like are you seriously doing that like can you please have some self-respect um I've changed thank you I kept people (laughs) hydrated though I'm doing a public service I'd like to think it's a public service, not simping extra. But that's the thing. Again, like, it all depends. Like, is there a big difference in doing stuff for the person that you are with and the person whose love for you is also reciprocated and someone that maybe already made clear, you know what, I don't have feelings for you. I don't see you the same way. Or is it like the same level of stupidity? Because when, because I remember that previous relationship of yours, like I didn't live through like a lot of it, but from like everything I would hear, I was like, you know, it wasn't (laughs) embarrassing. It It kind of was. You're doing, I mean, not looking back at it. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck was I doing? At least from my perspective, I was like, you know, like she's your girlfriend. Like, you know. I think like simping, becomes toxic when it's uncorresponded and unappreciated also because some people may not have like the same um like ease to show affection and love with some acts of service or something but they still really appreciate the gestures you do but then when you're simp and the person's like eh whatever like I could have done without that that's really bad (laughs) which (laughs) I think has been like both of our cases a lot like you will go out of your way to like climb Mount Everest and and get like I don't know a freaking stone and bring back to them and they're like honestly I could have just done with like Cheetos from the downtown metro but that's fine literally yeah Yeah. but the thing is that's what I also thought right I thought you know what like simping doesn't always have to be toxic and like I mean again like if you're with a person in a relationship dating they're your fiance you're married whatever whatnot I think that it can get toxic whenever that person isn't 
you know, kind of like fulfilling your love needs. Cause like you said, like they might have a different love language, but you know, they're still expressing like love and affection in a certain way that maybe you at first don't realize, but then blah, blah, blah. That's a whole issue. But um, I, I agree. I think that it becomes toxic when it's not corresponded and it's also not appreciated. But as I was doing my fucking research, cause I was convinced, I was like, no, like there has to be some good behind it. You know what I mean? I was like, maybe you just want to do nice stuff for the like person you like, because it makes you happy that, you know, they, they're happy with everything you're doing. Yeah. Um, psychologically, that's not true. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So I, I was looking up stuff online again. I didn't study psych. Like, I don't, don't take my word for this. Okay. Um, as someone that has done therapy extensively, I will, I will act as your <laughs> expert witness here. I do have a friend that studied psych. Um, so she can back me up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> as I was doing some research, so simping for someone that isn't corresponded to your love or like your affection and continuing to do so, even if you think that there's no ulterior motive, because, you know, sometimes like subconsciously, like we do stuff for other people to maybe convince ourselves that maybe they will like us if we do that stuff for them. And that happened to me with Samuel a couple of times where I was yeah. like, if I do this, like he's going to like me for sure. Oh, God. Um, Try and convince someone to like you. Embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, you know, with I guess my most recent crush, I was like, you know what, like. I know where I stand, but it doesn't matter. Like, I yeah. still like this person. Because that's another thing about me. Like, I have a tendency to just fucking stick. Like, yeah, I you do. Them, both of us were completely different in that aspect. Like, you will fall for a stranger you met on the internet, like, a day ago. And then just, like, imagine your whole future with them. Yep. But, like, it'll take me time. Oh, but you move on quickly. But it'll take no. me time to like someone. Do I? Oh, you, you move on way quicker than I no. do. Okay, my, okay. So, I think part of, like, the good thing about being an intense simp or whatever because I have embarrassed myself so much in like my past relationship that I have the tendency to stick through a lot of things and I'm like I will do my absolute hardest and try everything that I can to make this work and like it will get to the toxic point of course and people are like you should probably like quit it before it gets to that but that's how it makes it so easy for me to get over because then I'm like I physically did everything that I could to make this work I tried every single possible combination of like being nice being evil and it did not work so that I maybe that's why I get over it quickly I guess or like easily but that's because I've suffered like throughout the entire thing (laughs) I think you as soon as like it gets kind of bad you kind of start distancing it a little bit and maybe like it ends but you're you're still kind of like invested in that person for a bit you know like I it lingers it lingers like I remember (laughs) you after breaking up with your previous boyfriend um and he was such a dick and I remember it was bad for so long and I remember telling you like it it, this is a good thing and then after like a month you would be like no but you know like there were a lot of good parts you know like it's just timing and like no bitch it's not just timing you guys are Helen isn't he a Libra man like please um yeah but I mean honestly like I guess yeah like that breakup was hard um but in general like I 
like Samuel for like two years and for what reason like he wasn't even at school anymore like I, I was not yeah. even seeing him and I I was convincing myself every single day I was like I still like him that is and I didn't true. even see him I didn't even talk to him but I was like no like I still like him and maybe I didn't but I like I just routinely convinced myself that I did do you think it's like it kind of became like a comfort zone kind of thing for you to just like, I think so. Like him. And I think that I have a tendency to do that. Like I will literally have a crush on someone for ages until something happens. And then I'm finally over it. But like, yeah. I don't go through this whole process of like, I need to get over them. I'm like, eventually I will, I guess. <laughs> That's wow. Yeah. We're very different in that because if I see that, like, it's not going anywhere, I'm like, I want to get over this person as soon as I can. So I can be happy again. You know, like if I keep like prolonging it, and it not happen like it just doesn't make sense for my logical pea brain you know I'm like maybe I'm just a masochist <laughs> there are better ways bro like literally do the BDSM quiz and then we'll like just go on Tinder and be like these are my scores you know <laughs> like have some pleasure out of that instead of getting over someone through like seven months it's been longer <laughs> oh god I mean anyway okay how long would you say that it took you to get over like your longest relationship yeah let's go with like which one do you think was your biggest simp like moment Uh, it's just like I think that like I think that I have simped like fully fully simped for three people in my life okay one of them was my ex I guess like Mm -hmm. if we're if we're taking simping for the person that you were or are in a relationship with and like one of them was my ex for sure Yes, you basically um, were turning into an Eastern European woman. Yes. The way that I just pictured myself spending my summers in Moscow, like me. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Um, no offense to anyone in Moscow, but you know, <laughs> not my go-to destination. Yeah. So my ex, um, Samuel in high school, and then, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway. I would say, like, hmm, that's another thing also. So I, there's the intensity of being a simp. I have realized that when it's for someone that actually is nice to you and good to you, you are such a bigger simp, right? Like, yeah. like for example, in your latest simpery adventure, you have been a huge simp, but it's kind of like, it's not embarrassing either because it's good for you, you know? Like, it's not a toxic simping scenario, like, straight up. But it kind of is because it's, like, unrequited, right? So then you're, that's like... That's the thing, right? And oh. that's what I was getting at. Because I was, like, at first, that's, like, the whole psychology behind it. So I was, like, well, it's not hurting that person. And it's not hurting me. And I'm happy to see that that person, you know, is happy and enjoys some of the stuff that I do. Even if it's the most stupid stuff. Yeah, I was like, "There's no harm in it, so why would, why should I stop doing that?" Oh well, apparently, <laughs> apparently, according to psychology today, um, there's this whole thing called the Sigarnik effect. I think Sigarnik effect. Um, I don't know. I'm like mispronouncing it. I think that the the person that came up with it was from the Soviet Union at the time. But yeah, basically, um, what this man said at the time was that like you tend to remember. Um, unfinished tasks twice as much as you do with finished tasks and that concept was applied to dating so you're more likely to think about a person whose you know love and affection isn't acquitted to you twice as much 
And that's because of a plethora of factors, including like, you know, make signals or like, you truly think that you're perfect together. Like you think you're like 100% compatible and just a matter yeah. of time before they realize it. And even like if the person's like miles away or like, you know, they are going somewhere else or they're already in a relationship or whatever, like you silently convince yourself that like, but I know that eventually it's going to happen because we're yeah. just so compatible. Because um, you kind of idealize so it, right? Yeah. Exactly. So the more you think about that task that's unfinished, because you're the person that decides when the task is finished, but you can't bring yourself to end it. So you're thinking about it constantly because you think of all of these factors and that lowers your self-esteem because it's not happening. So subconsciously it's like, well, I have this task that I haven't finished. Like there's something wrong. So it's not yeah. good for you. It's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's a constant. Like psychologically, like, it's just not good for you. Yeah. That's okay. I can a hundred percent understand that. And that is so interesting because as a person, I've always like kind of wanted the closure kind of thing, or like I actively know that I don't want the closure. For example, with Naomi, you'll recall that I 100% knew that I was being used and I was, I wasn't, I mean, was I simping? Like, was I doing a lot of things for her? Not really, but I was kind of embarrassing myself as like always being readily available when they were clearly using me. But I was okay with that. Like you kept telling me like, you're being used. And I was like, honestly, I don't really mind that right now. Like I'm okay with that until I watched call me by your name. And I was like, Oh, that's not, that's not what I want. And I had a whole change of like mind. But once I realized that, you know, I've tried everything and I guess that's the part of trying everything and like simping so hard for someone is that if you simp and actively like voice it and realize it and acknowledge it within yourself, if it doesn't work out, you'll, that state of your brain of like idealizing it won't be as um, prominent because you'll be like, I actually tried that. Like I tried doing this and it didn't work, you know? So then maybe it won't be like this addiction that your brain is kind of having because it is kind of an addiction, right? Yeah. And more like an addiction, like if, if we do believe in that effect, um, it's kind of like, you know, when you have like a math problem that you need to, like that you need to finish and it's not working out for you you're trying this formula this formula it's not working out yeah you try different stuff until you finish the problem in this case like dating the person that you like or being with them or achieving something with that person is the task and because it's not happening you keep trying different stuff and different stuff and different stuff and that's why your brain enters in that anxiety because it's like i'm literally running out of shit to do like i just like i do not know how to do this but then um, you can't recognize that like those exactly. are the options like it's exactly done, it's and also it's like because you like you know when you're doing homework or when you're doing whatever then maybe your teacher decides when it's over or you have a deadline or whatever in this case you don't have a deadline no one is there to tell you okay at this time you need to be over this person it's not going to happen like you are the one in charge of deciding what that task needs to be done or needs to be discarded and that's why you know, it's very difficult for some people to like move on. And that's why like, again, subconsciously, we just keep doing like all this simple fuck shit because it's like, you know, like, no, I have to complete that task. Like I have to do it. Like I have yeah. to finish it. Like it's, it if, has to happen. If you have like prospects in your future, you know, and I guess that's another thing that this pandemic kind of ruined for everyone is that 
you sometimes you're like, I need to get over this person. So I'm ready to meet someone new. Right. But with this pandemic, you're like, I mean, we're all at home. Nothing's going to change. I'm not, it's very hard for me to meet someone new, like being at home, which I have proved wrong and literally met the love of my life. But, um, you, you get kind of like more into that comfort zone of like, I mean, why would I even try to get over this person? Because I'm not going to be ready for anything new. I guess that's what yeah like it's not even it's not even my decision like I just internationally (laughs) by law by law I'm not allowed to get over okay but that that's another thing though like the state of mind that you're in when you're simping and like getting over that you know when you get lit like when that switch flips in your brain of like wow I actually don't like this person anymore like I'm completely over them like I've always had moments of my life where I realized that I'm like oh wow I'm free kind of thing and like that's when I know I'm actually over the person um and only after that you're kind of like okay to maybe simp again and hopefully in a healthy way which is kind of what happened to me and I guess that's what it takes the kind of effort to kind of flip not you can't force the switch to flip oh my god that sounds like a tongue twister switch to flip flip to switch um (laughs) but it's kind of, it does require an effort. And if you're not willing to do that or in a good headspace to do that, then that's completely valid. But I don't know, like, do you want to simp for someone that's not going to simp back for you, like, forever? That's where I, that's why I started doing the research. Because I was like, again, like, I think that I've only simped for, like, three people. Like, fully, fully simped. And with the first two, it was horrible. (laughs) Because one of them, um quite literally just abused me emotionally um you know the other one just made like very very fucking straight up uh he was very straight up from the beginning that he wasn't interested and he was just rude about it and like he was fucking weird as well and then you kind of look at yourself and you're like marie why did you keep insisting (laughs) exactly but at the same time i feel like the simping that i had with samuel like it wasn't like, it was forced, you know? At first, it was like, okay, yeah. no, like, I do like him. And then I was just like, mm, I don't know if I like him, but I'm going to tell myself that I do, you know? So it was just like yeah. forcing And it didn't feel good. Like, none of those two felt good. But then, with, like, the latest fucking adventure, I was like, I don't want this to end. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why, but it just, why would I not sim for this person if they're so good, you know? But don't you kind of get upset when you know that's not like you're not going to get the same amount of sent back I do but at the same time it's kind of like I'm also probably not in the position in the moment of my life or anything like you said to meet anyone that's going to simp for me back okay you here's know my counter argument though for example when you started simping for this third person you were like going back to what you said about like forcing yourself kind of to go for Samuel, right? Like to still like him. We have this tendency of thinking that we always have to be into someone and like someone that we can't just be like fully like, I know this sounds very cliche, like eat, pray, love, but like love yourself and just live your own life. And then Uh usually when you actually achieve that, like, actually I'm okay. I'm not really looking for anyone. I'm not into anyone. That's when the biggest simp attack happens. Right. And I think that's kind of what happened with you and this third person 
because yeah you were kind of like in that moment of your life you're like hmm, maybe I kind of have this crush on this person but not really like it's not gonna work I don't really know what I want and I don't really want anything so I'm not really into anyone and I recall you saying those words specifically to me and I was like I'm so happy for you and then you were like actually I'm really something for this person now but you <laughs> had that stage of like being young wild and free you know and that's when simping again happens so you have to have that stage of like not into anyone to find someone new to simp Exactly. But it's kind of sad that that stage lasts, I think, like not a long time for people. Like most people I know that, you know, have been in a relationship or they have a crush on someone or whatever. And then they go through that stage, like, you know what, like I'm over it, whatever, what's going to happen. And they're like really working on themselves and just, you know, living and vibing. And then they meet someone else and it's kind of like instant. It's kind of like, I don't know if it's a law of attraction kind of situation, but it happened to me so fucking quickly. Like I was, I was dead yeah. as heartbroken. I had so much shit to fix. And when it reached me, I was like, you know, like I, I kind of had an epiphany. I was like, this sucks. This is literally harming my mental and physical health at this point. Get I need to get over game. it. Exactly. I get over it. And then I'm at that period where I'm like, you know, yeah, like I'm, I'm cool. You know, this person's hot girl cute, summer, this person, whatever. Yeah, hot girl summer, and then boom, head over heels, and that lasted maybe like four months. Like that, the, the hot girl summer phase. Like, like, yeah, it wasn't even hot girl summer, but it was I mean, just like it was working out to love yourself, bake some cookies type of thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, and it's always honestly, it's always that like you're you reach that stage where you're like, you know what? I am going to work on myself and so I can't really like anyone else because let's be honest, it does take an effort liking someone and like caring for them. It's not an effort that like weighs on you if it's a healthy relationship, but right, like it does take up time and you're like, I'm going to dedicate that time, I don't know, knitting or learning how to do a handstand, which by the way, both I have forgotten how to, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you will be like, yeah, it's hot girl summer. And that's literally the mindset that I was at. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go and hook up with random people, which I don't really like but you know gotta keep that those biologicals need met um so yeah I'm just gonna go and like download tinder really quickly and then boom simping like hella hard simping like, activated simping marriage activated. in the future scene like Pinterest oh boards the whole shebang you know and it's Spotify playlists I have a Spotify playlist though what <laughs> You love Spotify playlists? I also have a Spotify playlist. Oh my God. How many though? Okay. The competition that we started this with, who wins? I would count how many Spotify playlists I have. Um, okay. I only have one Spotify playlist. I'll say that. Okay. However. Is it public? I, I think so. Yeah, it is public. Ooh. Oh my God. I'm going to go stalk your profile later and try to figure out which one it is. Um, I I have probably like 10 playlists or something and like that's not even the biggest simp act I think you know I think the biggest simp acts are when you get invested in things that they do and um like you I was gonna do that for this person's birthday but that required me to spend 126 US dollars that I didn't have that I was gonna somehow pull and then I was like I'm not gonna commit the same mistake did with Samuel so I'm not gonna do that <laughs> oh my god yeah that's wow. uh, 
I never, I don't know if I ever was the money spender because, you know, I'm a cheap ass. I think I more like spent my emotional well-being on the person than money, but. Yeah, but the thing is like the people that you usually simp for, like you have like at least some type of emotional connection with them. You're their friends, whatever, or like you learn a lot from them and like you put the effort as like, I don't know, like you go on a date and they mention, I like blueberries. So you bake them like a blueberry pie or something. Yep. For me, it's more like I just like them and as I'm getting to know them and then I realize, oh my God, like it's a birthday, like what am I gonna do? Because I don't know enough or like I feel like I feel like they would not be the type to appreciate like handmade stuff. You know? That's why I spent so much fucking money on Samuel because I was like, I have no fucking clue about what this man would appreciate because this man just doesn't appreciate life in general. Can we be <laughs> like fully honest? He wouldn't appreciate if you like dressed yourself in gold naked in front of him. He would probably like, uh, like he's one of those dudes. And that's another thing. Like we try to find the best thing that would make the person appreciate it. But if they don't want to appreciate you or they don't like you, like that's not going to matter a lot. Like I know that sounds like the harsh truth, but when you like someone, even if they like text you, hey, you will be like, oh my fucking God, they are so amazing. They make the most effort out of anyone in the entire world. And then if someone doesn't like you, fully like makes you a statue out of their own earwax and you're like, you know what? Like anyone could have done that. I don't really mind. Like that's the harsh truth. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it sucks because it happened to me in the worst way possible. Um, let me just tell the story real quick because then I'll forget. Um, yeah. So it was Samuel's birthday. Um, and I don't know, like, if you remember, but, like, I wasn't friends with him. Like, I just started liking him for the dumbest reason. So I kind of had to build myself, like, my way up. Um, yeah. Like, we were pretty much strangers. Like, he just knew me. We were in the same fucking residence school, whatever. Um, so the only thing we had in common is that, like, he was friends with, like, a bunch of my friends. But not really yeah. friends' friends. Just, like, he just hung out. Because <laughs> one time I asked him, he's like, I don't think anyone of my friends. I was like, I... I bet. So, um, so I asked um, one of my girlfriends. I was like, you know what? Like his birthday is coming up. Like, why should I? What should I get him? And she was like, What the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you getting him something for his birthday? Like, you just became friends. And I was like, Well, obviously, like I like him. Like, I want him to have a gift, whatever. Um, and then I, I had heard that you know he really wanted a pair of Yeezys. At this time. I didn't know they Yeezy. were Yeezys. I thought they were Vans. Oh, no, no, no. Wait. Um, so at this point, I don't think that Yeezys were just sold out. Like, normal shoes. You had to, like, pre-order them. Or, like, there was yeah. a whole shebang going on. Anyway, Yeezys were, like, $1,000. I did not have $1,000, obviously. But somehow, I had convinced myself that I was going to pull them out of my asshole. Um, so, you know, his birthday was coming up. And I asked him what do you want as a gift? And he was like a pair of Yeezys, obviously joking. And I was like, I ain't bet. Oh, no. um, so to, to pre-order the Yeezys, you had to go on this website and kind of stand in line online for hours until like you saw a button. I don't really remember how it was, but basically I made like five of my friends open their laptops, go on the fucking website. And we just stood there for like four hours. You made your friends see. also simp for him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, 100%. Um, all my friends fucking hated me at that point. Um, <laughs> I, I swear to God, four hours just staring at the screens, waiting for that little button to pop up to see if oh we could God. pre-order the Yeezys. Obviously, 
I didn't end up getting him Macy's. Um, <laughs> but because you failed uh, to like get enough, <laughs> but you did I wait the four to hours. get enough people, but I did wait for four hours. So oh then I God. asked my friend, I was like, okay, so the Yeezys did not work out. Why should I get him? And she was like, well, you know what? Like he did mention he wanted a pair of Vans, blah, blah, blah. So it was like, bet I'm getting him a pair of Vans. So I go to the Vans store. I let my friend pick them for me. She picks them for me. And then I pay, I think like 120 or 150 Canadian dollars, which I also probably did not have at the time, um, <laughs> but somehow managed to pull oh out my of my God. asshole. Um, got him that. And then we got his mom who was visiting like chocolate. And then we got him a birthday card. And we like organized this whole like little surprise and girls rest. I've never seen him wear the fucking bands. Oh no! Oh no! To this date, I ask him, I'm like, have you ever worn them? He said, not really. I'm like, I just like, wow, understand. No, you need like (laughs) financial compensation. Like, take this to court. That's unfair. You, wow, like, emotional damages have been done. Like, you will never financial damages. Oh my God. And this man never fucking wore them. Wow. Yeah. And still after that, you were like, I am going to this man's city and I'm bringing condoms <laughs> because it will happen. Like, I cannot get over bring- that. I cannot I get over that. Them. I picked them up for my friend's rest. <laughs> Bitch, you still took them and you still thought that you, they were going to get to use. And then all you did was come back to res with me, fill them with water and be like, oh, this could have been inside me. Like, please come on <laughs> i i need financial compensation for my emotional damages watching that and being like wow my badass independent friend that's like internationalism prefect is making a fool out of herself to this extent please someone send help i did not remember that <laughs> do you wow i have videos i, have- I don't want to see them yeah i mean okay I- so what about you <laughs> enough dragging you through the mud i mean i've done quite a bit you even like with you there with that first simping it wasn't even full simping like it was just me being used and being okay with it but me I refuse to believe that the Naomi experience was real honestly (laughs) honestly same I keep forgetting that it actually happened and wow and I keep forgetting that like I was so chill with it and I remember telling you like oh I'm kind of into Naomi and you were like Beatrice watch out like they are not a like a cool person and they (laughs) probably use you and I was like you know what it's fine like it's not it's not gonna happen I know she likes me bitch no she did not she was into <laughs> fucking like ex I mean they're still together to this day so I guess they are that. together so that yeah. worked out for her yeah but it sucks that you had to be the collateral damage <laughs> yeah I mean the things that I heard bro like I li- I, I I she told to my face like I am just using you as practice like as hookup practice for when the girl actually wants me and I heard that and I still went and like gave head a couple of weeks later. <laughs> I'm not and you were okay with it. That was and the I worst was part. totally okay. I mean, honestly, pussy before anything, but <laughs> like the the damage that it did to I guess my self esteem in that point as well, and the amount of things, bro. Like, oh my god, do you remember me coming to your room? And was it after like? we had sex or something and you were like what the fuck is going on like I can't believe this actually happened that was like the weirdest moment because you were like really happy but then you started crying out of oh nowhere my God. and I was like what the <laughs> fuck is happening 
It was because, bro, oh my god, this sounds really bad. And it is really bad, I guess. But it was, keep in mind, like, my first time having sex ever in my entire life. Um, it was the first night that I had ever kissed a girl. Um, like, I knew that, I always knew that I liked women. But it was my first, like, girl kiss. It was my first, like, sex experience, everything. Um with someone that didn't like me and then afterwards said, uh, well, this was a mistake. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So honestly, the fact that I'm still standing today is pretty damn remarkable. But like, I mean, at least I didn't buy her vans, you know? Like, I think that's the good thing about being a cheap (laughs) Okay. That's the good thing about being a cheap ass. Like everything that has been damaged has not been in my wallet it has just been my heart and my ability to love <laughs> that's okay i mean at least that's, that's right that's that's all right i mean that's have you also like for. done stuff that you're like normally i would probably not do this and i don't even know what this is and i don't even know what i'm gonna do with this knowledge and information because i'm probably like never gonna end up doing this in real life like if this doesn't work out but you're still doing it anyway like get into an artist or like do some oh, type of yeah. activity or whatever. A hundred percent. Why no, the fuck I, would we like that? I convinced myself that I could speak Hindi. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like I was like, I was like, I'm gonna get into like Bollywood. And honestly, Bollywood kind of slaps. But I, I remember like watching it, and because they mix it with English so much that I, and I think some of them didn't have. Um, subtitles and I remember convincing myself that I understood what was going on and to this day I don't know if I actually knew it or not but (laughs) (laughs) like maybe I just need to rewatch a Bollywood movie to know but so many things I've gotten into I started watching Pokemon like uh I mean I guess rugby also I mean it wasn't because of that but I ended up actually liking rugby but you know losing half my brain power (laughs) that was a big motivation for you to get into rugby because I remember you were like oh I really enjoy no i don't remember at first okay at first because there was a brief moment of time that i was like you know what i'm i I actually had some dignity and i was like i'm not gonna pursue this girl you know like she's not into me and whatever so i was avoiding her and then rugby started and people were like beatrice you would actually really enjoy this and i was like i'm not going you know like um naomi's there and she's a big part of the team so i'm not gonna join whatever and then they were like you know what beatrice stop being a fucking pussy and just do it and i was like okay so i went and i actually enjoyed it but then i went back to me being a simp and being like "Mm, i kind of want to like earn her and like kind of like make her like me and see the side of me of like playing the sport that she is incredibly good at so I was like I need to be incredibly good to get her attention so goes and like becomes a freaking truck a little hippopotamus (laughs) driving people (laughs) over in the field and then goes to New Zealand to play and then gets a concussion can't tie her shoes for like two months all for a girl that said that having sex with me was a mistake was it though because she came back for seconds but um (laughs) (laughs) um i mean i guess i was being used so i'm the fool in the situation yeah yeah i am the fool in the situation but i think that was the biggest extent of my simpery or also when i kind of got cheated on and i still shared a bed with the person for a week afterwards and i was incredibly in love and ignore that um you know i was gonna talk about just like how the simpery that i've done has made me get into like the the nerdiest 
stuff that I would have never gotten into if like they hadn't introduced me to it. Like with like I think that like with Samuel, I heard that he played a lot of League of Legends. Oh no. I've never played League of Legends, but then I read a whole bunch of Reddit articles about it. Oh my God. Did I watch a whole bunch of YouTube videos about it to the point where I was like, I know exactly what this man is talking about. Yes. 100%. That's another thing though. Like we, it's kind of like collecting gemstones, whatever, Avengers, whatever. I'm not a Marvel fan, but like each simping experience, you, you get kind of like something added to your personality, right? So like for my biggest three, I think I've gotten um, rugby first, secondly, probably like trauma i know um like bollywood <laughs> i don't know like bollywood and um oh actually bon appetit claire sap what's her name claire saffitz you know her like mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those videos that's what it, i gained from that relationship and then now um i am really into pinterest like pinterest boards and like architecture and i never thought that i would be this into it but yeah so what gemstones have you collected over the years of simping i think the first one is a great appreciation for the arab culture <laughs> oh no um and some knowledge on league of legends okay the second one would be um a decent skill in the russian language yeah and the third one would be a bunch of nerdy shit <laughs> a bunch of animes that i was like I'm probably not going to be into this. And I was into it. A bunch of mangas that I was like, I'm never going to read this. And then I read them and I was like, oh, they're good. Discord. Yeah. I saw this meme the other day and I was like, girls are so weird when they have a crush. Like, girly, what the fuck are you doing downloading Discord? I was like, that's me. Honestly. <laughs> I was like, that's me. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. So See, those are my three gemstones. Okay. So at the end, like, have we reached a conclusion of like, is something good or bad? Because, for example we've collected these things and I mean they're good for you like you love your nerdy stuff now and I love rugby and I love Claire love Pinterest. I love Pinterest <laughs> that's so gay of me to say but I do love Pinterest um but like what's is there a good way is there is there ever like a good way of simping or does simping have to be bad Again, I'm not a psych major. I really don't know like how deep, like subconsciously, like the whole simping and maybe the other person not simping back or in the same way, like truly affects you, especially like if it's like with a person that's nice or like with someone that's like requited love or in a relationship, I don't know. But I think that's like, as long as you're not like actually suffering from it, like I don't see the harm in it. Like again, like we've collected some stuff and like, we've learned stuff along the way. Is this us just like justifying or like you justifying your behavior? <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay simping for this girl for the rest of my life because I will get married. But in your case. I think that the most important lesson is like, don't make a fool of yourself. Like I learned again, like I was going to spend money on this person. And I was like, I'm not doing that shit. Yeah. Yeah. We got to learn. No, thank you. Mistakes. Yeah. That, I think that's the biggest thing to take away from it. Like if you are a simp, be an educated simp, you know, like learn from your friend's traumas. Like, for example, I will not spend, I don't know, or be in line for four hours to get a easy thing. <laughs> just um, don't spend money. <laughs> like, just, don't do that. Ah, but spending nummy, m nummy, <laughs> spending money <laughs> is 
so easy when you like someone you're like this is a hundred percent justifiable I just won't eat three meals a day for the rest of my life and that's fine yes, I'll pay it back what I did I oh, got God. skinny but I also was hungry <laughs> oh no oh no I mean if you learn from it it's fine like are you on a scale from one to ten how damaged would you say you have like you are today from your pe- previous um simping experiences I would say that like a solid 6.5. Okay. So not that damaged. Okay. I would have to say I'm probably a 7, 7.5. Um, now that like I'm in a healthy relationship, I realize that I have a lot of trauma when it comes to like liking someone and affection. Like you ever stop and realize like, wow, I really like this person and you instantly get scared that the person's going to get bored of you or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that happened to me the other day and I was like, wow. So I think a seven, seven and a half, but I guess, I mean, if you know how to deal with it, it's fine. Just, yeah, just simp and be cautious and don't spend money. (laughs) That's, I think the biggest takeaway from this. And do not stay with someone that tells you that they're using you for practice. Like, that's just going to damage you psychologically. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Don't, if someone is clearly into their ex, clearly, and they tell you that, and you're still hooking up with them and, like, simping, please check yourself into a mental facility because you are not okay um, coming from someone that has done that. Yeah. And you need to listen to people giving you the intervention because I remember having like received 7,000 interventions from you and everyone else. And I was like, I'm fine. I'm completely fine. And I think that's everyone. It took you to punch my wall for you to understand. Yes. I apologize to you and to Pim and to the Gillen residents overall. (laughs) Anyway, I think that concludes the episode. You know, simping is maybe not the best thing most times, but it can be good sometimes. And as long as you're not hurting yourself or others, then, you know, you do you and just enjoy the ride, I guess. Yeah, just, um, just, yeah. Have we learned something from today's episode? Maybe, maybe not. Um, we're just here to talk. <laughs> so, but because we enjoy talking about our traumas, I think in the next episode, we should talk about the breakups. Oh, yeah. I think that's a good one to explore. Yeah, because that's a whole lot of different trauma and a whole different experience. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Our dear listeners, aka Dia's mom and a couple of my friends, maybe. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we'll catch you next time, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening and bye-bye.